This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Balqis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the UAE and around the world when it does come to technology. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a very, very sunny Sunday right here in the UAE. But for some Facebook employees, they won't have to suffer <laughs> from the sun any longer because Facebook employees can now request to work from home permanently. Yes, indeed. And this does sound like a dream come true for many people who actually hate working from the office. Coming up on today's show, we're also going to be talking about Apple and how they envision their next smart home because they are actually having plans where users can go ahead and unlock their house door by simply using their iPhone. How will that work and how long will it take to bring that into reality? You got to stay tuned to find out more about it. And if you want a healthcare robot that was COVID-19 created, we're going to let you meet Grace, who is that healthcare robot, and all about her in just a few moments. Yes, indeed. Right here in the UAE, we use our Emirates ID like it's everything. Whether it was checking on your fines, whether it was going ahead and renewing any of your governmental services, you need your Emirates ID. But what if we told you there is now a new application that is allowing you to have your Emirates ID become completely electronic? Gun are the days when we need physical paperwork to get our things done. So stay tuned to find out more about this application and the new e-version of our Emirates ID. Yes, and for our How Do You Text segment, we're going, we're going to be telling you guys about the iOS 15 and Mac OS 12. Now they're taking a small but significant step towards a passwordless future. Soon enough, you won't need your password any longer. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're telling you all about Facebook employees and how I envy them. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Working from home can be both a blessing and a curse because work. when we were working from home as a Pulse95 radio team, we really struggled to adjust to making our own makeshift studio and make sure that the quality just sounds exactly like you would hear it if we were in the studios themselves. But there were also many blessings like getting to schedule your own workday, having the freedom of getting snacks whenever you want and moving around in the house, taking care of the kids if they call you and need help. And now Facebook employees are going to be getting this blessing permanently. So Facebook is actually giving its employees the option to request to work from home permanently starting from June 15. Yes, now Facebook did say that all employees can request to work from home full time if it does not hamper their work, even after the COVID-19 pandemic is even over. Now, a lot of tech giants were speculating that this will be the new thing Mm -hmm. and not even tech giants or tech companies in general or just companies all around the world are saying, hey, listen, we can get the job done, if not better, from home. Now, from June 15th, all employees can request to work from home permanently, but the company could lower their salaries if they do shift to a less expensive location. Mm. Now, earlier we did know that only certain employees at a certain level could request a remote work arrangement. For example, 
if they were, uh, let's say, for example, if someone at home uh, is hi- could be highly exposed to COVID-19, yeah. if uh, they had underlying conditions, if uh, they have kids and their kids uh, study from home, there was a lot of conditions and, and, and arrangements for, the, for a certain type of criteria of people who couldn't actually go to work because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But now a lot of those conditions lessened as the world is opening back up again. But for Facebook, they're still giving that option to their employees. Yes, indeed. But I do feel a little disappointed that they're going to go ahead and reduce the salaries of those people if the location that they're shifting to is not that expensive. Because when you think about it, they're still doing their work. Regardless of what the location is, work is still being done. And I believe they should be paid the same amount. But when we look at the beginning of shifting to work from home as a Facebook company, uh, only employees at a certain level of seniority had that option to request to work remotely. And Facebook did say that they're aiming to open most of their offices in the United States with a 50% capacity by the 1st of September and that they'll still try and make the schedules of every employee remain a little bit flexible just so that they can still maintain that social distancing. Let's go back in time and look at Mark Zuckerberg's announcement last year when he did again announce that about a lot of the employees working at Facebook do get to work from home permanently at least until the 15th of June. But now he's planning to take this option to the next five or 10 years, which does actually show how the trends of work have actually changed, how the future of work will shift over time as we explore different technologies that allow us to stay connected even if we're working remotely. Now, currently, we do know the majority of Facebook employees are already working remotely from home. Now, one of the Facebook's internal surveys, more than half of employees did say that they are at at least as productive as they are in the office. And about 40% said that they are interested in full-time remote work. Now, other tech giants such as Google and Microsoft have also offered hybrid work options to their employees, while Twitter has already allowed its employees to work from home permanently. Now, uh, Twitter actually made that announcement towards uh, December of 2020. Mm-hmm. And just now, we're looking at all these other tech giants and companies picking up on uh, the trend because, again, it could m- be more beneficial for the employee and for the company itself as they are saying, we will lower salaries. Yeah. And um, again, I do believe that maybe in some cases, some salaries should be lowered mm-hmm. because, uh, again, you should give more money to the person who is coming to work, you know, instead of just staying at home, uh, regardless of, uh, let's say, um, they're still getting their the situation. Work done, Don't you think? I do believe that there's some certain uh, job fields that need to be hmm. at, at the workplace and some at home. Yeah. And uh, the person who works at goes to work, obviously, uh, does a lot more because, again, uh, you think you can think about it like this. Well, I can uh, live in, let's say, for example, talking about america right yeah. california silicon valley is very 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 expensive mm. right i can work uh, i can be employed to facebook but live in idaho mm. where idaho has dirt cheap uh, rent and dirt cheap <laughs> homes again i will be see it's an economic thing as yeah, well taxes as to. thing it's a tax yeah. thing as well because in the united states everything is related to taxes right and uh, it's just, it's a big, big, big bubble that I don't want to get into right now, but it does sound plausible and viable why they would reduce some salaries to certain people. So they're trying to adapt based on every person's circumstances, which which I do find, as you've mentioned, it makes sense. But in my opinion, I do feel like productivity actually increases to, for many people a lot more when they're working from home. So 
I, I'm very happy that they're doing a, or carrying out a decision like this because right here in the UAE, there are so many companies, Hani, that have actually opened up working from home endlessly for many employees. I have a couple of friends who are, work, who are going to Greece and getting to work from home from there, going to the US and getting to continue their workday. So it gives you that flexibility, that ability to change up your day the way you want and to structure it the way you want. So let us know your thoughts. Do you count your virtual blessings and would you like to work from home indefinitely if you could? Or would you rather work from the office? Yes, 4215, do it. Our text lines are open. We're going to be taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about Apple envisioning a smart home where users can unlock the front door with their iPhone. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Apple has always come out with innovative ideas, and now we're looking at how Apple is envisioning a smart home where users can unlock their front door with their iPhone. Now, Apple is taking a different approach with its smart home strategy than it does with its main platforms, such as iOS and even macOS, where it builds the hardware and controls the software. But now, looking at controlling the software and building the hardware. Yes, indeed. And that's basically going to be Apple's smart home strategy, relying heavily on encouraging third-party hardware makers to adopt Apple's platform, which is known as the HomeKit. So they're trying to include other makers with them and this is something i actually saw happening also with their new ios 15 so i don't know if you've heard about it honey but now with the ios 15 you can also make phone calls to an android device which i thought was different than every other approach that apple had followed in the past so they're trying to encourage different companies to work together with them hand in hand so that they can bring that to a reality so one example to showcase uh, that would be the fact that Apple did not release an Apple-branded smart lock, but they did promote a smart lock that uses Apple's software and integrates very seamlessly with the iPhone's home and wallet apps. Other HomeKit-enabled gadgets would include air conditioners, video cameras, motion sensors, doorbells, and lights, which all come from different companies, but they use Apple software. Yes, now this strategy does aim to position iPhone and Apple Watch as controllers for a wide variety of in-home functions, making them more valuable to current customers and discouraging them from switching to an Android phone when it does come time to upgrade. Now, we do know that Apple's smart home strategy could also boost Apple TV and HomePod sales as these devices can be used as the smart homes hub. Again, we're looking at how Apple is trying to make that ecosystem more invasive and more deeper than it already is. So if you even think about changing your phone, changing your watch, you're going to have to ruin everything. You're going to yeah. ruin the whole ecosystem. You're going to have to change everything, literally, because everything is interconnected when you're that deep into the Apple ecosystem. Now, perhaps the biggest smart home announcement for iOS 15, which will be released this fall, is that Apple said it did plan to open up Siri, its voice assistant, to work with these third-party smart home gadgets such as Echobee's smart thermostat, later this year so soon we can look at users saying uh, hey siri to non-apple gadgets matching an ability 
that Google's Assistant and even Amazon's Alexa were already capable of. Yes, indeed. And we do know how popular Siri is with every iPhone user. You call her to call your friends, parents, spouses, you name it, to set up alarms, to disable certain notifications. So now they're planning to expand Siri to help us with our own home. So you could soon call Siri to start your coffee machine even before you go downstairs to make your coffee. Um, there's another third-party device that is, uh, just like you mentioned, Tani, known as the smart thermostat that Apple is planning to collaborate with the company that manufactures it so that you as a user will soon be able to call Siri and send messages and reminders to have her turn the AC on, to have her turn the AC off, to take the heater up a notch. And this will all be coming in very seamlessly as people start to integrate their iPhones with their smart homes. There is one catch though, which is the fact that the feature that requires a HomePod or or like whatever device that you end up using, which is a third-party device, will require you to purchase a HomePod or a HomePod mini. So there is a mini gadget that they're selling with this entire kit to try and have people A, increase their revenue, but B, also integrate their, I think it would make it easier. So even if you don't have an iPhone, you can still basically plan to use the smart home device. Yes, now Apple also said that this week they are backing something called Matter. It is a standard that is designed to allow smart home gadgets to work together and Apple said it did contribute to some open source home kit code. Now Amazon, Google and Samsung are also participating in this standard. Again, we're looking at how all these big forces are coming together to make the smart home a reality. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, do or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Would you get your hands on a smart home? I wouldn't. You wouldn't? Why not? Too vulnerable. Too vulnerable, okay. So if someone hacks into your phone, they'd hack into your house. Basically, because now I but can- But it's Apple. You know their security. Regardless. I, I don't know. I Now that you mentioned it, it makes sense. I get where you're coming from. But I also think this is going to be the future. You know, it's just about who chooses to adopt it first. Sooner I will or later. adopt it after all the glitches and after <laughs> everyone gets hacked. So you'll stand and watch and then... Adopt I mean, I, it when I can still it's still going to my house. Exactly. <laughs> Why not have a key? Um, I think the digital key is a very smart idea. There are definitely a lot of privacy concerns that come with it. We've seen that with car digital keys, since a lot of cars nowadays you can go ahead and unlock them using your phone without any physical key. But let us know your thoughts. Would you choose to trust it? if it was offered to you, or would you rather stick with the typical traditional house key until this becomes tested a little bit more? Coming up on today's show, we're gonna be meeting a very special robot that was created during one of the toughest times for many people all around the world. The COVID-19 pandemic has created Grace the robot, and we will get to know her in just a few moments. Pulse 95. Check this out. Whenever we talk about fame, fame is no longer just a thing that humans can go ahead and adopt. Not only do we find human celebrities, but we also find robot celebrities. And I think if I'm if I'm not being too biased, one of the most famous robots are there out there is Sophia the robot. She's actually the world's first robot to get a citizenship. She's a Saudi resident and a Saudi citizen. So the same company that brought Sophia the robot to life has chosen to create 
Grace the robot. She's the healthcare robot that COVID-19 has created. She is a blessing in disguise and she was born through a very tough time. But she was mainly created to help interact with the elderly and those who were isolated during this very tough time as they were recovering from this virus. Yes, now dressed in a blue nurse's uniform, Grace has Asian features collar length brown hair and even a thermal camera in her chest to take your temperature and even measure your responsiveness she does use ai to diagnose a patient and can speak english mandarin and even Cantonese. so we're looking at a multi-language uh, type of robot here mm-hmm. now they also or she also relieves the burden of covid frontline workers she can visit with people and brighten their day with social stimulation, but can also do ter- therapy talks, take bio readings, and help healthcare providers. So we're looking at Grace being that all-in-one full package frontline worker. Absolutely. We've actually had a chance to speak to the founder of Grace and Sophia the Robot, who is the creator of Hansen's Robotics. And you can actually catch this interview on our YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio, as well as our podcasts under the name Future Talk 95. But whenever we talk to him, he did definitely highlight the importance of making robots look as lifelike as possible. And the one thing that all of us humans connect connect with is emotions so grace has actually the ability to portray about 48 different expressions she has 48 major facial muscles and has a very comforting demeanor which actually is very fitting because as a nurse you need to have that empathy towards your patients she does look a little like anime characters so she has that fusion of asian and western styles and grace herself actually came out in an interview to say that as a robot nurse, her she believes that her role is to talk with people and brighten their day with social stimulation. She can also do talk therapy, take bio readings and help healthcare providers. So she'll be able to take those patients' vitals at all times instead of waiting for a nurse to put her life or his life at risk, go in and take those vitals himself or herself. Yes, now the need for humanoid robots uh, does come as the global impact of COVID-19 has made the need for humanoid robots urgent. Urgent Now, stuck at home during COVID-19 lockdowns, many people have had their mental state affected with negative thoughts, awakening health to intend to mass-produce a beta version of Grace by August, and there's actually plans to fully deploy her next year in locations including Hong Kong, mainland China, Japan, and even Korea. Now, so far, when you're talking about the cost of these robots, the cost of making these robots are kind of close to a luxury car, per se. Now, these will actually decrease once the company is manufacturing tens or even hundreds and thousands of those units. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Would you want a grace in your home? I would definitely. Coming up on the show, we still have lots in store, so keep Pulse95 locked, and we'll be right back. You're You're listening to Pulse95. 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 Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the UAE Emirates ID. Now, for those who obviously live in the UAE, we know how important our Hawaii is, our ID. Mm-hmm. Now, the authorities have rolled out a new e-version of that ID, which is amazing. 
Now that electronic version can be used via a QR code scanning technology. Now, let's be 100% honest. Nowadays, I forgot the last time I put my wallet in my pocket. Yeah. Uh, it's 100% <laughs> at home. I never take out my wallet from my house. If I need to pay, I have Apple Pay. I carry zero cash with me. But I always have my Emirates ID on me and my driver's license because these are my forms of identification. But what if now I could have my Emirates ID in my phone as well. Yes, indeed. And ever since the COVID-19 became a part of our lives, I know for a fact that so many people just never have cash at all on on hand. So it's going to be amazing to also have our Emirates ID become digitized as well. This is all a reality because of one smart application that the Emirates Authority has actually launched, which is known as the ICA UAE Smart. You can go ahead and download it for free on any iOS or Android device. And it's actually very, very easy to use. It provides or it comes in two different languages, Arabic and English, and you can actually access uh, access it through your UAE Pass. So there's another application known as the UAE Pass, which gives you basically an open door to every governmental service right here in the UAE. And this is going to be going hand in hand with that app. So in the e-version, you can actually use a QR code scanning technology to enable immediate reading of your e-card. So it'll automatically generate it whenever there is a, you know, there's going to be the customer's document wallet in that smart application and you can have your digital Emirates ID on that app very easily. Yes, now that electronic ID card is characterized by all the data shown on the card. Now that will be through reading it directly from the authorities database and that process will actually help service authorities to verify the effectiveness of that issued card in case the printed card is not available. It's happened to me a couple of times Mm -hmm. where I didn't have my ID on me, but I showed them a picture of my ID. But if I'm having an electronic ID that will show whoever needs to see it and scan that QR code, all my details, that would be 100% better. Mm -hmm. Now, the authority has also stated that a coordination has been made with the concerned authorities, service and business sectors to provide their services using the electronic version of the ID via the authority's smart application. Now, what does this mean? Let's say, for example, you want to book a hotel Mm -hmm. and you go, and if you want to book a hotel, you need to have a form of identification, either your passport or your Emirates ID. Let's say, oh man, you're in all the way in Kalba City, right? And you left your ID at home in Sharjah. What are you going to do? Are you going to drive another hour and 30 minutes back? Nope, you download the app, you take out your electronic uh, ID, and there you go, you're in, you're set. They've already spoke with all these business sectors and all the people that require your ID to actually accept the electronic ID. Yes, indeed. And the best part about this application is the ease of logging in. So I just downloaded the app. It's called ICA UAE app. And once you log, once you have the app downloaded, you can log in with three different ways. You can either enter your phone number or you can enter your Emirates ID number or if you have the UAE Pass app downloaded, which I strongly recommend everyone to go ahead and download it, it makes governmental services become so easy. Paying for fines, checking on your driver's license, even renewing it. It's all very seamless and done in a single tap. So once you go ahead and enter that on your device, any of those three, you'll easily have access to your Emirates ID virtually. Also, many documentations that we need while living right here in the UAE, renewing our residency, the Iqama, uh, making visa applications. It's all, it's all also accessible on the ICA UAE app.
Yes, so uh, I do recommend you guys download that. And again, we're looking at a future where we won't need wallets. Those Gucci, those LVs, they're all going to go broke because the iPhones and the Androids, they're all going to kill uh, the wallet industry with all these electronic wallets. Forgot the last time I had cash in my pocket. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it or on our Instagram at Pulse95 Radio. Would you like your Emirates ID in your wallet or would you like to actually not have a wallet at all and just have your phone. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about iOS 15 and Mac OS 12. Pulse 95. How do you tech? How, how, how do you tech? Man, do I love how do you tech because we always talk about how you can make the most out of your tech gadgets or how does tech work to begin with, whether it was Instagram or even Apple latest app apple latest app application no apple latest ios software updates because we're talking all about ios 15 and mac os 12 they're taking a small but a very very big step towards a passwordless future we've talked about this time and time before passwords are very annoying i know a couple of people that come to mind whenever we talk about passwords they forget their passwords so often and that causes them to basically have to reset their computers a couple of times to be able to access them but this is why biometric logins come in handy because now you can simply use your face or your fingerprint to access your favorite devices yes now apple's upcoming ios 15 and mac os monterey will preview a new feature called pass keys in iCloud chain, which is actually an attempt to help replace passwords with a more secure login process. Now, instead of logging into an app or website using string of text, uh, during that conference that we were shown how you could use instead face ID, touch ID, or even a security key to gain access. Now, those pass keys are then synced across your Apple devices using iCloud. Now, although passwords are currently the most popular way to secure accounts, they do plague a lot of problems. Now, passwords can be fished, forgotten, and they're insecure if not used properly. Now, think about the number of times you've been tempted to reuse one of one password across multiple accounts. Now, Apple does think its new passkey solution can solve these problems as shown. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know a lot of people who say, for example, have Apple as their password, Apple one for another account, Apple one, two, three, four, <laughs> for another account, etc. So the creativity when it does come to passwords is you're not gonna go crazy with passwords. Your brain can only remember one. And most of the time, one person has same password across different accounts, but they change the capitalization a little bit, the numbers into it. But again, I'm looking at this as a good feature, but not a valuable one. Why not a valuable one? Because again, this there's going to be a master key for this. Yes. So if you forget the master key, well, you're in trouble. <laughs> and if someone knows the master key, you're, you're still in trouble. trouble. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So the way Keychain works is it's basically like the memory of all of your passwords. Imagine creating a different password for every website, for every account. And this is something some of the biggest cybersecurity experts advise everyone to do, not to use the same password across different accounts. But our human memory is just too small and some people are very forgetful. So what Apple has created is a keychain access or a keychain login. So you have an entire database of all of your passwords saved on your device and you have one master password. It's the only password you'll have to remember to be able to insert it every single time that you wanna access 
and find out what password did you put for that certain website. It's very easy to use. It works on all of your Apple devices. Its security level is actually very high and phishing, it's actually phishing resistant and it does not require sharing secrets. So you don't have to share the same password with a different account. So in the grand scheme of things, I think it's one of the best solutions. But just like Hani mentioned, if you go ahead and you forget your master passkey, that could be a big issue. But guess what Apple is doing, Hani, to help prevent this issue? Now you can use your face ID as that master password, as your keychain password. So you register your face as your uh, keychain passkey. And this way, every time you want to log into a certain website, all you have to do is scan your face to be able to access that passcode. And I think this is genius. Yes, but again, uh, when it does come to Apple, there's always going to be an option or a prompt where you can enter a text-based password because Apple will always give you that flexibility. Let's say, for example, your face ID doesn't work anymore. What do you do? You can't log in? No, you can just type in your password. And that's the master key password that we've heard about time and time again. Now, I look at this as a not the smartest move from a lot of people. Now, we are looking at how password uh, uh, managers are now a new thing and people are going crazy over it. But let's say someone knows my password for my laptop right and now they only know my password for my laptop but if they go into my password manager they're gonna see the password for my laptop my email things they didn't know i have i have accounts for they will now know the email and the password for it because they have my password manager what it if will they show, have it it will show a, everything what if it's like your touch id or your face id that's going to access this that's why i just talked about if you don't if your your touch id doesn't work or face id doesn't work what happens you type in your passcode right mm. same thing it's, it's going to be the same thing so omni if you go right now and go to your apple store yeah. right your app store and you try to download something you're gonna have to double True. hit it right mm -hmm. and when you don't double hit it and let's say you're in the dark it's gonna say oh do Enter. you want to type in your password <laughs> because you can't find your face it's the same exact <laughs> thing that's gonna happen when you have that and it's happened a couple of times mm. that's why i would never put all my eggs in one basket mm. i would never have all my logins in one place so that if anyone hacks into my stuff they're gonna see hey oh hani has an account for charger tv hani has an account for pulse 95 radio hani has an account for carrefour for city center they're gonna know everywhere they're gonna know all my accounts and everything now is it a great idea yeah but is there a little bit of hmm, ifs and buts there is a lot of, let's say, vulnerabilities that can be exposed if the right person wants to attack you. Now, we, we, we've looked at how, yes, iPhones are not untouchable. Invincible, yeah. But not. at the same time, a lot of people have hacked into it, right? If you are a person of value, someone will want to hack into it. Exactly. And this is exactly why a lot of Apple engineers have actually been preaching about this feature i find a lot of benefit in it so they do believe that this will help remove the need for us to create passwords and have to remember them over and over again whenever we want to sign into an application or a website in the first place we want to hear from you you've heard both sides of the story you've heard both opinions so where do you stand do you prefer having a normal password or do you not prefer using uh, or at least use a biometric to access your keychain login or do you not prefer putting all of your eggs in one basket and using password managers or Apple's keychain 
password login. We want to hear your thoughts. 4215, do it a lot or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. We have truly enjoyed this hour with all of you sharing the latest tech news happening right here in the UAE and all around the world. And you can catch us again tomorrow. Same time, same place from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, we're going to be opening the airwaves for the Dream Team. Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will be joining you from 4 to 5 p.m. to give you the latest news and trends that are taking place in pop culture on the show, Afternoon Karak. It is one that you don't want to miss. We want to wish you a blessed afternoon. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.